Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, WWE Hall of Famer, TNA Hall of Famer, and one of the greatest tag team wrestlers of all time, Bully Ray and I get into AEW New Japan Wrestling Forbidden Door from last night. Almost four hours of an outstanding pay-per-view. And Bully and I break it down with you, the Busted Open Nation, right now on the Busted Open Podcast. Bully, speaking of over, how about your guy? You've been calling for it, Claudio Castagnoli, now part of AEW and the BCC. Great to see Claudio. Amazing reaction. And before I go any further, I got to get this I know what you're going to say, and I love it. Go ahead, please. You're talking about the good little pop? Yeah, I I love how you, you... So Bully tweets out after Claudio makes his debut last night. He goes... Nice little pop for Claudio. Good for him. He deserves it. And I'm like, wow, that's a that's a nice tweet from Bully. But Dave, in professional wrestling, when a wrestler refers to another wrestler's reaction as nice little pop, what does it really mean? It means he got a monster pop. To all of the ignorant trolls, bottom feeders, losers scum dogs yada 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 on social media i am flipping you off with both middle fingers right now okay morons who responded to that thread saying oh bully that wasn't a little pop that was a monster pop you're just jealous because you never got a pop like that or said anything negative or derogatory please listen up The term nice little pop in pro wrestling means you got a monster pop. It was a huge pop. This just goes to show you how wrestling fans don't know what they think they know. Dear God, people. I'm done. So I stand by what I tweeted. Claudio, nice little pop, brother. I I saw that and I was like, I actually was laughing out loud reading some of those comments. 
last night. It was ridiculous. It, it was like, absolutely ridiculous. But yes, great reaction. Can we just blow up social media, please, at this point? Oh, it, it's ridiculous. I, I, like, I'm gonna, ridiculous. I, I'm gonna try to find a, a, a couple of those tweets because. Uh, oh, and then I wrote about Orange Cassidy. What a great breakout match! And people were like, no, he had a breakout match two years ago against Kenny, and then he had another breakout match against this guy. Listen, shut up. Just, just shut up. No, no, bully. Don't be so rude. When you're <laughs> talking about people like that, it's not shut up. It's shut the fuck up, please. Thank you. Please, traffic. There's traffic for you to play in. It's oh nice rush God. hour right now. It's rush hour right now. Throw the ball. Route four. Oh, perfect time right now. People rushing to go to work. Throw the ball out there. Go ahead. Have some fun. Jeez, it's please. crazy. Uh, just people responding about the pop. That wasn't a little pop. Little question mark. Oh my God, you never got a pop like that. Morons. I had to block some people last night. God forbid, bully, you enjoy a wrestling show. God for fucking bid, you enjoy a wrestling show nowadays. Great to see Claudio. Amazing reaction. Yes. He looked like he was so happy to get that warm welcome. As always, he's in phenomenal shape. Claudio, pound for pound. The When it comes to muscular endurance in the ring, I don't know of anybody else like him. There is one. There is one guy with that level of muscular endurance as Claudio, and I would say we're going to see him debut on Monday Night Raw tonight, right, John Cena? Tonight's Cena's night or no? Yeah, uh, Cena appreciation night tonight. Cena has incredible muscular endurance, and if you go back and watch Cena versus Claudio from back in the day, when they start to get 20, 25 minutes deep and they're still able to pick each other up the way they are and do it safely and execute the way they did, uh, you'll see what I mean. But, yeah, great night for Claudio. Good match against uh, against Zack Sabre Jr. Um, I wasn't sure on the swing. I know they, they we got the swing later on in the night in yes. the aftermath um, of the main event. But I'm wondering if the swing was supposed to happen in the match and maybe he did tweak his bicep or he just wanted to save it for the aftermath. I would have never say I would have never saved the swing for the aftermath ever because I don't think the aftermath should have happened ever. The swing should have happened in the match. That's my opinion. Nevertheless. Oh, sorry to interrupt, but I think the fans were like just dying for that swing. And I I thought for a second that maybe, you know, because we see like, with Brian Danielson, he doesn't do the whole yes stuff. I was like, all right, maybe he's going to change his game a little bit. Obviously not because, like, he did it. So, and he sold the bicep when he went for it. Uh, but I thought we were going to see it. Did it? Did did he almost get you, Bully? Like, when he came out like a house of fire and it looked like it was going to be literally a 10-second match? Like, he just took you know, Zack Sabre to town and, like, had him down, like, and for a second, like, everybody got on their feet. They're like, oh, my God, he's going to take this Zack Sabre Jr. out in 10 seconds. But obviously, he kicked out at two and three quarters. Uh, never thought that that was going to happen. But I like the way they started it because look at the way it made you think. Yeah. Great showing last night for him. I hope, I hope, I hope Claudio doesn't get quote-unquote lost 
which can happen these days in AEW. I hope he is featured. Um, I hope we see a lot of him. I hope, you know, whenever we see Claudio, we're going to get a great wrestling match. So I hope we see a lot more of him on Dynamite, on Rampage, because this is a guy that I would definitely have wrestling every single week. Well, Bully, you know, when we come back. I don't know. Before we go further. Go ahead. We're talking about Claudio. We were talking about Cesaro. We were talking about the swing. We were talking about his involvement. You said that you hope he doesn't get lost in the sauce, so to speak. And I want to tell you, you have nothing to worry about. Why? Because he is part of the BCC. Now, who else is part of the BCC? Your interim AEW World Heavyweight Champion. Plus, Brian Danielson is out right now with an injury. So, I actually think, Bully, he is, especially right now, is going to be featured even more than probably was originally intended on AEW programming. Okay, I must have missed something. If I did, forgive me. How do we know he's part of the BCC? That was because that was teased by Brian Danielson last week that whoever was going to be in that match was going to be part of BCC. We'll be part of BCC. Okay, I got you. Yep. So, and hopefully this Wednesday on Dynamite, we I'm sure we'll see the whole click together, and they and they and they give us the visual. Okay, now I got it. And, and with him being out, bully, I think he's going to be featured. Plus, you know, and I'm sure even you, because you've been such a big fan of Claudio, uh, formerly Cesaro, he seemed like, you know what, he's happy to be there, and he seemed like he was in actually enjoying himself last night. Everybody's happy to be in AEW when they first get to AEW. That's that's a no-brainer. Everybody's excited, off the charts, great to be here. Sure, you know, breath of fresh air, change of pace, different company. Then, you know, you got to see how things play out because there's only so much real estate for all the talent that they have there. That's why I said, hopefully, he doesn't get lost in the sauce. He's part of the BCC, which is a, a, a group that is being featured there hopefully we get to see him wrestle a lot all good stuff and he'll be a part uh of of that at blood and guts on wednesday bully let me ask you this because he was amazing with sheamus as a tag team uh in the wwe but never really got the play of a singles competitor with championship gold just never really happened he kind of felt in that mode where he was so talented and gifted you could just put him in kind of like what we say about Adolf Ziggler. Um, do you think he's going to be able to get featured like that? Do you think we might see championship gold around his waist in AEW? The reason why Cesaro never got to that next level in the WWE is he was too much of a pro wrestler and not, not enough of a sports entertainer. He didn't have that entertaining uh, entertainment factor that Vince was looking for. Now, once they put him with Sheamus, Sheamus had enough sports entertainer in him that Cesaro could play off of them. And they gelled very well together. I think they became five-time WWE Tag Team Champions, and I enjoyed them as a team. Do I think Cesaro can achieve more here? Yes, especially if he's part of the BCC. Moxley, Danielson, who's in there? Is, is the kid in there too? Yuda. Yep. Uh, uh, yep. Um, and now Cesaro. It's a strong group, but is, is Cesaro going to become the workhorse of the group? 
I would think especially now, yes, he would be. Okay. Which is what I you've don't... been which is what you've been begging for from him even when he was with the WWE. And this is why I think that TNT championship is it the TNT or TBS for the men? I'm sorry. It's it's, the, a, it's the TNT. TNT. I think the TNT championship on Cesaro would be a great fit because now you have him. If anybody can defend that championship every single week, not that any of these other guys couldn't like a Scott Scorpio sky or Sammy Guevara, but turn that championship into that workhorse championship, that work rate championship, that iron man championship where Cesaro is just out wrestling everybody every single week. That's what I'd like to see. There are two things that were involving Cesaro last night that I found very, very interesting. I mean, obviously the aftermath of the match, um, which uh, I, I, I did not think fit. I didn't, I didn't like what happened the way the pay-per-view went off the air, especially giving Cesaro an entrance on a run-in after the show went off the air. That completely did not make sense to me. The entire brawl did not make sense to me. Uh, I thought we should have seen the show go off the air with, with Moxley and, and, and Tanahashi and a standing ovation. That, that just felt like such a feel-good moment that represented exactly what that show was all about. Talk about two representatives of both companies, Moxley representing AEW, Tanahashi representing New Japan. We get this great forbidden door pay-per-view. The two, the two of those warriors standing there face-to-face and shaking hands, standing ovation, feel that energy in the room, capture that moment. Yeah, I want to get more get... into that. Yeah, I want to get more into that at the top of the hour because I think that's good. we're going to spend a little time on the end of that pay per view from last night for sure. But what I I wasn't a fan of that. But what I was a fan of is what happened at the end of that melee, and we saw Eddie Kingston and Cesaro jaw jacking and Moxley kind of in the middle of it. And I, I don't know what's going on, but there's obviously a history with with Claudio. And Eddie Kingston, that probably stems back to the independent days. Um, I, I don't know what the full story is, but you saw Kingston going buck wild last night verbally on Cesaro. Moxley's like trying to calm down Kingston. This is a story that I want to see play out. There was enough going on last night, enough seeds planted that I want to see what happens between Kingston, Moxley, and Claudio. Because there's obviously some kind of heat there. I'm sure the heat is probably squashed by now in the best interest of business, but let's take whatever that real life stuff was. Let's bring it to the forefront. Let's get it on TV and let's have Eddie Kingston getting in John Moxley's face going, you know, I hate this guy, but you still shared a ring with this guy. I told you I was going to stab him in the face with a fork if I ever got the chance, but now he's hiding behind you. And John, if I got to go through you to get to him, then so be it. Boom. I like it because they're friends. And you know what? Who's more real than Eddie Kingston, right? If anybody could sell you on realism, it's Eddie Kingston. I'm Bob Kendrick, president of the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum and host of Black Diamonds, a Sirius XM original podcast. Right now on your podcast feed, 
I'm telling the story of the great Satchel Paige with Guardians pitcher Tristan McKenzie. To know what he meant to the city of Cleveland is huge to know that I could just drag on his coattails a little bit and feel like I'm a part of his legacy. Don't miss Black Diamonds. Available now on the SXM app, included with all of our trials and popular plans, or wherever you get your podcasts. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Awesome match in my eyes between Moxley and Tanahashi. I've been saying it for years. Nobody believes me. I say Tanahashi this. I say Tanahashi that. And then people go, yeah, yeah, Tanahashi. Well, now you know what I'm talking about, right, Bully? Tanahashi, one of the greats, and he proved that last night in the main event. Without a doubt, Tanahashi, one of the best to ever do it in New Japan pro wrestling. The ace up there with the rest of the aces over the years that have uh, carried the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship with the prestige that Tanahashi carried it with. Strong main event last night. Good match. Uh, not my match of the night, but still a, a, a great main event to close out for Bidendor. And in a little little while, we're going to get into that match that you said stole the show last night at Forbidden Door. And, and believe me, boy, there's a lot of people that agree with you on that. Now, you had an opinion on social media about how the pay-per-view ended. And a lot of people 
you know what, agreed with your opinion on that also. And for those who don't know, let's listen in on how Forbidden Door ended last night. Everything just coming unglued here tonight. Man, oh man, this came out of nowhere. And, and leave it to the Jericho Appreciation Society to mar such a monumental moment. Or it also steal the spotlight. Uh-oh, here it comes. Claudio Castagnoli charges right at Chris Jericho and his tan off. And he's here today. The Jericho Appreciation Society may have the man advantage. Uh-oh. But could Claudio Castagnoli be the difference maker at Blood and Guts? Now, you just heard Taz say it, and I think, Bully, from your tweet last night during Forbidden Door, you agree with it also. Taz said, stealing the spotlight of that victory by Moxley. What did you think of the melee at the end of the pay-per-view last night? I thought it was completely unnecessary. All they remember is the finish. And how did Forbidden Door finish? Forbidden Door finished with a, a, melee a melee in the middle. A melee. Forbidden Door should have finished the exact same way Dynamite went off the air last week. Well, I guess they did go off the air the exact same way Dynamite last went off the air last week. couple weeks kind of ended yeah. that way, if I remember. Yeah. Last night was, uh, to me, last night was more about the, uh, an ending that represented the entire Forbidden Door pay-per-view. Moxley, Tanahashi, face-to-face, shaking hands. Moxley, a bloody mess. Tanahashi, a defeated warrior, showing nothing but respect for uh, Moxley uh, and a standing ovation. There, was, there were a couple of moments last night where they could have really let the crowd react in a way that truly would have brought a different feel to the pay-per-view. And I think they missed the boat with the end of that match last night. The run-ins did not make sense to me. Now, what are they trying to do? They're trying to promote bad blood? Uh, blood and guts. Blood and guts? Bad blood is Which, a Neil Sedaka song. It's bloody yeah, guts. That, well, I had Neil Sedaka on my mind this morning. So, um, you were always on my mind. That's not Neil Sedaka, right? No, no. Well, Andre will come back with bad blood after the next break, but it's blood and guts. Anyway, uh, blood and guts Wednesday. this Wednesday on Dynamite? Yes, on Wednesday on Dynamite. So, I understand the mentality of trying to go off the air, but man, did that feel like a force feed. I didn't, I didn't love the physicality that was going on. I think it took away from the end of the the match you got me thinking about the melee and not the match just not the way i would have liked to have seen them go off the air to me handshake standing ovation sixteen thousand people showing their appreciation for a great pay-per-view that's how i would have went off the air now i'm kind of torn and actually i wasn't torn, torn until- between two lovers feeling like a fool crystal gale i don't know um I was kind. Of, I think it's Crystal Gale. I think I was. I wasn't torn until I actually heard from you this last hour, because you know me. I loved the, what we saw, and just to make it straight for a second here, bully, because a lot of people on social media were like, "You didn't give Moxley a moment after that match." There was four minutes, just so people know, from the end of the match until the physicality that we saw in the ring. So it gave. Moxley, plenty of time, go pillar to post, holding up the title above his head on the second turnbuckle. But I think it took more away from Tanahashi because 
it got to the moment where Tanahashi was able to, because Tanahashi was selling for a long time. Another thing I love about Tanahashi, he was flat on his back for at least three minutes. Then when he did get up, he sold in the turnbuckles, and then he finally met Moxley in the middle of the ring, and they're about to have that handshake when everybody started storming the ring. So for those saying that Moxley wasn't given a moment, he was actually given four minutes. But I'm with you, Bully. For that pay-per-view last night, hey, this is New Japan, this is AEW, this is the beginning, because I'm sure we're going to see more pay-per-views like this in the future. I would have liked to have seen that handshake. I would have liked to have seen that embrace. As Tony Khan said on our air, this was three years in the making, this match. I think it deserved that moment. But for those bitching and complaining that Moxley didn't get his moment, he had four minutes after that match before people started storming the ring. Here is how AEW should have ended the show last night. Go ahead. Moxley. Tanahashi, yada, yada, face-to-face, handshake. And then Tony Khan and the president of New Japan should have come out to the ring. Tony should have stood next to Moxley. The president of New Japan should have stood next to Tanahashi. Tony and the president should have shook hands. And then all four should have raised their hands together. There's your outshot. That represents everything that represents good business amongst the owners and the presidents of the company that represents sportsmanship between Moxley and Tanahashi. You shoot that wide and that place would have gone ballistic. You didn't need those run-ins. The run-ins last night are a bit of a concern to me. It almost feels like you need to, you needed to force that to remind people about Wednesday because you're desperate for people to tune in on Wednesday. Well, I but think in- what they should have done, I'm not, don't mean to interrupt you, Bully. They should have waited another week or two before Blood and Guts. You just had a pay-per-view that was very, very different than anything else you're going to put on because it's, you know, two promotions being a part of this. Let it breathe a little bit. Maybe not have Blood and Guts this Wednesday. Maybe wait another week to have blood and guts, but it is what it is. But that probably would have been the bigger solution. Give it a week and then have what we saw last night and dynamite this Wednesday leading to what we're going to see the following Wednesday on AEW dynamite. What kind of moment do you think would have been created if we would have got Tony Khan, the president of new Japan, Moxley and Tanahashi in the ring, everybody raising each other's hands. Bully, I'll go a little old school here. It's on the cover of all the magazines. There like you go. That would that would be the cover of all the magazines. Probably bully. I'll tell I'll say this. And there's a lot of sites writing about this pay-per-view. A lot of mainstream sites, which I'm actually uh actually very happy about because I'm I'm glad New Japan is getting some recognition. That shot that you just said would have been the picture on all those websites talking about that pay-per-view last night. I agree. That, that is a moment. That's the way you go off the air. The brawling, sorry. The Cesaro swing, unnecessary. 
The, the, Cesaro getting music on a run-in last night was as unnecessary as Luchasaurus getting his music on a run-in against Christian last week. Whenever this there's a run-in, where no they music. have to yeah. tighten their screws. This is constructive criticism, people. No, but I agree with you, Bully. But I, 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 I understand. But I, I will say there's something that you said last hour that makes me a little bit torn. Because it is what it is. Listen, Blood and Guts is happening on Wednesday. But you actually said some things in hour one that makes me say, you know what? I understand it because you're even intrigued about what could possibly happen Wednesday with Eddie Kingston. That's why I wish, Bully, there was another week before we get to Blood and Guts. The only thing to me that that about that brawl that came that was good that came out of that brawl was the Kingston stuff. The Kingston and yeah. um and um Claudio? Cesaro yeah. bickering, the 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 look on Moxley's face being caught in between the both of them. You mentioned selling before, Dave, and I just want to give props just in case we don't get to this. I need Go to ahead. point out a small moment in time that uh, I want the nation to know about sting in the sting match. Do you remember when he took the double super kick from the bucks and he completely no sold it? Yes. Sting can get away with a no sell, right? Agreed. Yes. Certain characters in this industry can get away with no selling takes the double super kick. He's out on his feet for a half second. He comes to, he no-sells, he beats his chest, double clothesline on the Bucks, and then what did he do? What? Do you remember? No. He went back down to the cell. Sting takes the super kick. He registers it for a second, gets his wits about him, beats his chest, double clotheslines the Bucks, fires up, and then goes back down to the cell. That's how it's done. If you're going to no sell something, at least have the brains to go back down and sell after he got a shot of adrenaline, got his move in, but then went back down by the, to the cell. Great stuff from sting last night. Bully to the point where I was like, holy shit, he's so blown up. He's out like that's that's a, and but then and then he got back into the match. But and by the way, props to sting like I'm so happy for Sting that he's gotten this run in AEW. And I said it on social media the last time we saw Sting. He's doing his best work since that last run he had with TNA. And I go back to that match he had with you, Bully in Boston, at Slammiversary. To me, that was one of the highlights of his career was that match with you at Slammiversary for TNA. He, I'm so glad that he's had this final run in AEW because it didn't sit well with me, his run with WWE. I'm sure it didn't sit well with him. I'm glad he's had this opportunity. And, man, those were some really good moments from Sting last night. He is having a blast. You can see it on his face. They are featuring him. He wants to be there. And here's one of the things that popped into my mind last night. There are a lot of people who – overtly criticize AEW. I understand where the criticism comes from. I believe I'm the most fair veteran when it comes to AEW. 
but you got to ask yourself this. If you have been in this business for a long time and you bury AEW and the AEW style, just remember, Sting's out there doing it. So if Sting's out there doing it with them, how bad can it really be? Do you understand where I'm coming from, Dave? Yeah, I, I, I do. And it's there not- are a lot of there are a lot of veterans in this industry who do go after AEW and just they really bash it without ever putting it over or not, or they maybe they don't bash it in a in a way that is offering up constructive criticism like I like to do because I'd like to see the company improve, tighten their screws, pay more attention to rules, regulations, psychology, selling and registering, blah, blah, blah. Then you get people who go there and they just say, this is the shits, and they bury, bury, bury. But Sting is out there working with the Bucks, and the Bucks are the most criticized at times for going out there and burying a lot of stuff, but Sting's right there alongside. So Sting is doing it with them, but yet I don't hear Sting getting buried. So people, you got to kind of, you got to see this for what it's worth. I don't think people look at this company enough from 30,000 feet and go, okay, we, it might not be the style or the brand that we appreciate and grew up on, but it caters to their audience and their audience loves it. And oh, by the way, we got a veteran like Sting who technically knows better, but he's still going out there and doing it. It kind of reminds me of ECW. When ECW brought legendary talent in, you know, obviously most notably a Terry Funk. And I've said it before on our show, Bully. Like, that's what really got me to stand up and take notice about ECW. It's like, holy shit, they have Terry Funk. Like, you know, there's no bigger, more respected talent at that time than a Terry Funk. For for a lot of wrestling fans now, this next generation, you know, like we grew up on Terry Funk. A lot of these wrestlers and fans now, who did they grow up watching? They grew up watching... A sting. So for a new fan base, they're like, or, or even like a little bit of an older fan base that says, ah, this new style of wrestling, I don't get it. They don't sell. Look at these young bucks, super kick, super kick, super kick. But stings out there, it brings a credibility to what they're doing. And I'm glad you brought it up, Bully, because who are the poster childs, really, when people criticize AEW? It's the Bucks, Right. Hell, I've been critical of the Bucks. It's not exactly my cup of tea. But there's Sting wrestling with the Bucks, taking super kicks from them. I, I, I think it brings a credibility to what they're doing, Bully. And I'm glad you brought that up. Because if Sting's able to adapt and work and sell and be able to do what he has been able to do for over 30 years... I think that should let people from another generation stand up and take notice to what AEW is doing. This is where you got to, you know, you got to kind of realize that this is an art form, what we do. And in art, what is right and what is wrong? The reason I decided to point out Sting just now is because 
he did something that would technically be deemed wrong, but then he made it right. Completely doubles, no selling a double super kick. But if anybody can get away with it, it's Sting. The same way we've seen Sting get away with, you know, no selling a polyable dryer or, or, or chops from Ric Flair, but then go back to the cell. And then Sting being involved in these, you know, crash burn stop, you know, style matches that the Bucks are known for, you know, very loose on rules and psychology and this and that, but Sting's involved. So you'll hear other veterans in the industry destroy the Bucks for the match, but they'll never say, well, Sting, you know what? You're the shits too for being involved with this. Very hypocritical. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. The producer is Gabby Laspisa. The associate producer is Andre Viola. Sound design by Neri Bailon. Special thanks to SiriusXM Senior Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting, the legendary Steve Cohen, and SiriusXM Fight Nation Program Director, Mother Marissa, Marissa Rivas. Sirius XM Podcasts. On this episode of Plant Killers, we'll explore one nation's most notorious fruit and vegetable killer, bad dirt. What makes bad dirt so bad? The answer, the ingredients. But fear not, true crime enthusiasts. This story has a happy ending. New miracle Grow organic raised bed in garden soil. It's made with quality organic ingredients from upcycled green waste like compost and aged bark. Unlike the other guys who can't say the same. Looks like bad dirt's murdering days are over. Thanks to miracle Grow. Join us next time on Plant Killers. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.